This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. An election year rally comes next. This report follows the one aired in early December when I forewarned of the anticipated March 1st John Deere low. Today's low after turning from red to green is good enough to qualify. I personally do not use the kind of basis contracts that have gotten the commercial corn market in trouble this month as March contracts were priced this week. I have also argued against using price later contracts, otherwise called no price established contracts, which also have automatic trigger pricing in August if farmers do not act first. Farmers collectively fail to act on pricing these contracts until expiration, which the commercial trade is able to use to their advantage in predator fashion. That is why John Deere February and NPE expiration August lows are so common. Farmers in general fought the corn market this year, storing and holding more corn than usual. With a building carryover, that is asking for trouble. Commercials know that they will eventually end up with what they need without having to bid for it, with spreads going to more than full carry in the market. Last year, the crop insurance guaranteed price was 591. That was a good price, good enough to incentivize farmers to add acres to the 92 million that they initially said that they were going to plant in the March intentions report. They planted 93.85 million, which was the core mistake that resulted in the burdensome carryover that we have now. Many advisory services are only 30 to 40 percent sold on old crop corn, so farmers have many bushels that are currently still unpriced, exposed, with no further offsetting benefit from crop insurance. This, of course, is a body blow to 2023 crop profitability. Will there be ARC payments? Most farmers have elected ARC over PLC. These are set by county yields against the marking year average price. They're not determined until June or July. Reference prices are set too low to fill the void. The crop insurance guaranteed price being set this month will be one heck of a lot lower than last year, discouraging planting corn. However, there are no good alternative crops for most. To get back in the game, bulls will need to see a sharp reduction in planted acres and then some weather threat to the trend line yield emerge. Not expecting much help to the balance sheet from the demand side. The cattle herd is still shrinking. Cattle and feed numbers will eventually decline. And if and when the U.S. drought ends, heifers now going to feedlots will stay with the herd as replacements. We will likely see feedlots feed fewer numbers to record market weights. As to the pork industry, losses have been severe and sustained long enough that the industry is not in any shape to grow numbers for a while. We would not expect help from corn demand from livestock feeding. Exports depend on what happens elsewhere in the world. China appears to favor South American and Ukraine corn. South American and Ukraine corn producers cannot produce below the cost of production either, and each have their own set of problems. New threats of global tariffs do not brighten the outlook. Then there is ethanol demand. It is sure not what it could be. Delaying year-round E15 approval until 2025 is another disappointment. The White House is so fearful of high gas prices this summer, believing the malarkey that E15 would increase gas prices, that they pushed approval off until next year after the election. This is bad policy on many levels, will work opposite their misperceptions. CO2 pipelines are still in regulatory purgatory. Farmers should be mass protesting boards of supervisors' meetings in favor of the pipelines. That would add enormous value to local corn bids. We need demand growth, adding up to hundreds of millions of bushels of corn to match our productivity. 
and CO2 sequestration reducing the carbon score of ethanol to near zero is the only realistic prospect of creating such new demand. A lot of farmers do not get that, but $3 corn should be enlightening to them. Now for the good news. Drop the superberry psychology for now. This is the timing to turn bullish again. A lot of the bad news, as I just explained, it is in the market at this point. As funds achieve record short positions, the John Deere low is being scored, and a significant recovery retracement rally should next unfold. Actually, this is the time for end users to buy corn. We warn farmers not to have to make sales now. We are now warning them to get ready to make sales likely in June. That is when we will finish old crop and intend to get a good start on new crop sales. There are reasons, both fundamental and technical, for a retracement recovery near $5 in both old and new crop corn. I like at the money July calls in both corn and soybeans. Soybeans may eventually trade, as bears say, to $9 a bushel. But they have historical election year potential to rally $3 first. It is an election year, and both corn and soybeans have historically had good potential for election year rallies. Starting from the depths of the John Deere low, historical election year rallies show potential to exceed expectations. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.